over 30 years of serving the Arizona homeowner. 13 years in a row ranking Arizona's best referral network. RosieOnTheHouse.com Protecting you, informing you, and educating you. It's Rosie on the House. Good morning, Arizona. How all y'all doing today? Welcome to my house. We're going to throw the doors wide open. Invite you in here. You sit right over here. That's that's my favorite little couch over there. You just sit right there. I'll get up from my favorite recliner. I'll even give it to you. Come over. You sit over there. Let's sit down and talk about your favorite things, your house, your home, your castle, and your cabin. We're here to talk about home remodeling, home improvement, and home maintenance within the boundaries of the great state of Arizona. And if you've got a project you're trying to tackle, or a project you're considering to tackle, or a project you'd like your spouse to finish tackling <laughs> you can give us a call he, you notice he said that when mom's not here yeah that's right i'm very selective in my conversation you are welcome to call the toll-free number one 767 4348 by way of a little wrap-up before i introduce my special guest for this hour i'd like to just give a tip of the hat to the producers of the festival of books in Tucson last weekend. It was so spectacular to have that event back live after not holding it the last two years. And Jennifer did not join me down there, which is very unusual. She had a trip to see family back in Tennessee. So I was given the credit card, the empty bed of a pickup truck, Uh and the Festival of Books. Now, what could go wrong? Huh? And Rain. <laughs> but, but we didn't get any. So. Uh, Romy bought me two books. Thank you for that. Uh, and I only bought six other books. Wow. You had plenty of space in I, that I, truck. I, I, I came home with eight books. And uh, hats off. They had 268 classes and seminars in the course of two days in 34 different classroom-style tents and buildings on the U of A campus. And my hat's off to Terry Sterling, Miriam Davidson, and Suzanne Briante, who had a conversation. It was the, the name of the class was Let's Talk About the Border. And uh, it was it was spectacular. Absolutely spectacular. So congratulations for Festival of the Books, Tucson Festival of the Books. Uh, for pulling it off. It was absolutely great. We did a live broadcast down there last weekend, and I had a blast. Absolutely one of my more favorite events in Arizona throughout the whole year. Now, let's get around to introducing today's topic. This month, in March, we're talking about windows. And boy, have I got a lot of feedback on how I say windows the last 34 years. Rosie, it's windows. Windows. Well, let's talk about windows and windows um, here at Rosie on the House. If you're contemplating changing a window or thinking through how you might get a more energy efficient window, how you might get a more aesthetically pleasing window, how you might get a cleaner window, a more quiet window, 
we have the man in studio for you to talk to today, Mr. Sal Sacato of Dunright Window. Sal, thanks for joining us this Saturday morning, buddy. Always happy to be here. Well, you helped us write this week's law blog about what trends are in right now as it relates to windows. And there is one particular trend that has taken over the window industry in the last three or four years that is just overwhelming. Absolutely. The newest trend is black on black. It's going with everything these days. Which in the desert is a color we usually shy away from. Amen. Amen. It has really become a Typically, yes, but the old color that used to go everywhere was the adobe or the tan, and that has definitely faded out. <laughs> We've overrun that one. Absolutely. We need that some one. new color variety uh-huh. in, our, yes. in our selection. No options. more 60 shades of tan. Black, black window frames have been an overwhelming trend the last few years. Uh, you see it in virtually, I, I want to say you see it in 60 or 70% of every new home or remodel going up right now. Most of the designed homes definitely have a black feature, whether it's a door, window, or all of the above. And to Romy's point, that is a color I've generally tried to stay away from in regards to everything as it relates to exposure to the sun and heat gain. Yes, for energy efficiency, possibly, but I don't actually see a difference in the energy efficiency ratings on a white window versus a black window. It's more so what the material of the frame is made out of. Well, what could we make a black frame out of that's going to hold up? Well, your most durable black on black being black inside black exterior option is either going to be a fiberglass or a Fibrex product. You do have a couple other options being an aluminum product. It's a very durable product. However, you do lose a little bit of energy efficiency on that one. And then there is a newer product out. It is a vinyl product. They do call it a capstock. It's relatively new, so I'm not too certain on the longevity of it, but we're in the process of testing it out. Boy, there's a whole lot about putting black aluminum on my house that just really rubs this old-fashioned guy the wrong way. Absolutely, and I kind of agree as well. So there is an option for what is called a thermally broken aluminum. Okay. So what you're doing is you're taking your exterior aluminum frame and your interior aluminum frame and separating it by a piece of non-conductive material. You just cut them in half and don't let the two sides touch each other. Basically, that's that's the simple version of it, yes. So you are getting the strength, you're getting the color, and you are getting the energy efficiency relatively. You are losing a little bit off of that product versus any other product, being a vinyl and uh, aluminum clad or a fiberglass, but you do get the strength and the color available in it. How about types of operation? Are they offering these frames in all forms of operation? XO, single hung, double hung, casement, hopper? Well, what's a hopper? Is that an awning window? Tilt out awning. Oh, okay. It really depends on the manufacturing company. So what we typically do is when we come into a house, we always figure out what the homeowner is looking for. We'll start with color, then we'll go into uh, longevity, what their plan is with the house, and it'll tell us what material we need to be in. And then from there, it'll tell us what manufacturing company and then what opportunities there are for different operations in that manufacturing company. There's a lot to know in it, so. Okay, and so if a homeowner Tell Sal, I like this black look. 
I want to go that direction. What's your material of choice? What material are you going to put them in? And, and, and just go in descending order. Here, here would be the first choice, second choice, third choice. Well, there's definitely a lot to it. It's not one size fits all. So okay. if we're saying budget is not a factor, then I would much prefer a fiberglass product. But budget usually is a factor. Not only that, but frame size, like from frame edge to visible glass, is something that a lot of people want to take into consideration. Or even still when you have a stacked unit, like a sliding window on top of, or a, yeah. a picture window on top of a sliding window. That's two frames put together. When you are looking at a large frame edge to visible glass, you double that up, and now you're looking at about six inches from visible glass to visible glass. Which can kind of look clunky. Very, yes, absolutely. So there's a lot of different products to take into consideration to figure out what's going to be the best black on black window for that particular house, for that operation style, and for the overall design. Now, have they eliminated frame colors to push this emphasis of black, or can we still get all the typicals? Well, um, they have a couple years ago, let's say Prior to COVID, they illuminated, eliminated a couple of colors just because it wasn't being purchased much. Okay. But since COVID, quite a few things have happened, as we all know. Um, some colors have been discontinued through various manufacturing companies. Um, but black on black is by far the biggest trend right now, so that is available in almost everybody. I'll have to say there's one thing I'm going to miss about COVID. You, you could blame it on anything, whether good or bad. Well, why is it that way now? COVID, and no one questioned it. No more uh, El COVID. Nino. <laughs> good, good or bad, you just blame it on COVID, no one questioned it. you got to do whatever you want. Uh, COVID. Now, Sal, over the years, when I got on my window soapbox, I would be talking about window frames, and I would be telling homeowners how important it is to consider your frame. Because in the windows we were installing all through the 60s and 70s, the aluminum frame, single pane, um, you, you can take an infrared thermometer gun and shoot the inside of a west-facing aluminum frame window. Absolutely. In the middle of August. And, and, it's, re and register 130 degrees. I think I've – I used to – years ago, maybe 15 years ago, I used to use those stickers that yeah. would go on the fish tanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they had little burst bubbles on them, some of them, <laughs> so it would get over. And I went back to somebody's house, direct sunlight, black aluminum windows, and they uh, burst at 160 degrees. That's incredibly hot. That, that's like turning on the furnace in your home mm -hmm. in the middle of the summer. So when you look at different energy efficiencies, an aluminum window, uh, let's say it all comes with the same glass. Three coats, low E, um, okay. so, and it's all the same glass. So you have an aluminum window, and then you have, let's just say, everything else as far as the other materials. Okay. The aluminum window will be 3% less energy efficient than the thermally broken. It is okay. on a whole. Okay. Okay. Now that thermally broken is only going to be two percent less energy efficient than your maybe your vinyl or your fiberglass product. Okay. These are on the holes. So again, it has the same energy efficient glass. What you're seeing is just that two inches of exposed frame material all the way around the edge. 
Now, the frame material itself may be 20 or 30 percent less energy efficient, but on a whole, it's 2 percent. The whole opening. Yes. When you consider all the components that goes into that window opening. Correct. Well, let's come back and talk a little bit about glazing okay. just a little bit and what options you're seeing and what trends you may be seeing in glazing. Okay. All right. When we get back, it's Sal Sicado of Dunright Windows. She says window. You think that song would have made it to number one if she said window? Or winders. Winders. <laughs> it has stayed on number one on multiple charts. Yes. Pop, country, that, rock. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Here this morning at Rose in the House, talking windows, winders, or windows. However you'd like to pronounce it, they are the weak link to the efficiency and comfort of your house, home, castle, or cabin. No question about it. And I promised when we got back, we'd talk about glazing options, but it's my show, so I can pivot. Before we go to glass, Sal, you you had a comment in the article about these black frames and how critical it is to take a hard look at the warranties the different manufacturers are putting on the different window products all done in black. Can can we touch on that just a little bit before we go to glass? Sure. (laughs) You know, it's really not specific to black it's you got to take a look at the warranties the manufacturing companies change their warranties often we have they they really do, do we they have make, do they make the old warranty retroactive <laughs> no so typically uh, i haven't seen the old warranty change it's just changing the warranty from today moving forward okay. so all right they do change it all the time we have a writer that reads up on them all the time and they'll come notify us of any changes that we need to notify the homeowner on um, it's again, not just specific to the black. We really want to make sure that the product that we're selling the homeowner is going to withstand the time. So we want to make sure that there is going to be a good warranty for that product. Okay. So before buying your windows, take a hard look at the small print. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And we read it all the time okay. just to make sure. So as promised, I did say we'd go from frame to talk glass a little bit. Because we were talking about the window on the whole, every component of the window, every component of the whole. You've got the frame. You've got the glass. If it's an operable window, you've got the hardware. You've got the weatherproof. You've got the uh, weep holes. Let's talk about glass because that's absolutely the biggest component of any one window. Absolutely. So glass today, I'm sure everyone's heard low E. Low E is the energy efficiency uh, chemical that makes the window energy efficient. It is applied to the inside of the glass. You can't scratch it. You can't touch it. You wash your windows like normal. The low E comes in various different stages. It's typically on surface two, which means it's on the inside piece, the inside pane of the outside piece of glass. Um, many different manufacturing companies offer a different low E. So they say. They basically take a three-coat low E, slap their own name on it, call it low E X or Z, whatever it may be, and it's the same piece of glass as a different manufacturing (laughs) companies. The 
low E, like I said, comes in various different stages. So when I figure out what's going to be best for the homeowner, I talk to them about are they, um, do they care if there's a slight reflectiveness to the glass? Typically, your low E is going to be reflectiveness outward. That's how it works. From the outside looking in, you're going to see a reflective. Go ahead. Do on reflective. Do we have a contest with HOAs there? Yes. So there is technology's best without pushing the envelope. And that means you're going to be at three coats low E and argon and nothing more. Okay. And that's what all of the, most of the HOAs allow. They're, they're okay with that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, once you start pushing the envelope, then you have a fourth coat low E or you have a gray piece of glass, something like that. You can get more energy efficient than the technology's best without pushing the envelope. However, you really sacrifice the hue of the glass and the amount of light coming through. Going from technology's best without pushing the envelope to the absolute end of the envelope, there is only a seven degree difference, uh, I'm sorry, 7% difference in energy efficiency. So your, okay. your glass could look extremely blue, like what you would see on the beach, um, you know, in California, that really blue glass versus the normal glass today. And it's a 7% difference. Okay. And I talked about the cheap piece of junk window we were putting in the sixties and seventies, single pane. Mm -hmm. Um, I still think old fashioned R value as opposed to U value. I mm -hmm. still haven't got U. I still haven't got U value <laughs> cemented in my brain. But uh, R value homeowners uh, e equates to a material's resistance to pass a temperature change through it. And aluminum is eighteen hundreds percent less efficient than wood. So I always told people. If you want the most efficient window you can get, you'll go wood, you'll go with a clad wood to keep it zero maintenance on the outside, and then you'll go dual pane with a low E glass. That's correct. That's budget busting Absolutely. For, for a lot of people, but that's the best window you can buy. For longevity, I think that the fiberglass product has a better longevity than some of the aluminum clad products out there. The aluminum clads, you definitely have to, they have a lot of maintenance. You have to stay on top of it versus a fiberglass product. There's little to no maintenance on that product. And there's one brand that sticks out in my mind. We know when, where, let's, when, <laughs> when it comes to fiberglass and that's the Pella Impervia. It's, it's bulletproof. It's sunproof. It's thermally stable it's not bulletproof let's not do that <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll be back right after okay. this okay it's not bulletproof. <laughs> Baby, don't let slide. i'm a working man in my prime cleaning windows number 36 who's that gary that's Van the Man Morrison. Playing in winners. I was surprised last week, Sal, how you mentioned that the cleaner windows are more energy efficiency. I'd never really thought about, about that before, just the dust and how well it can trap heat and uh, having all that gunked onto your glass can reduce the energy efficiency. Yeah, um, I actually done have done a little bit of a scientific experiment, experiment on my own house with it, and it definitely makes a difference. Keeping your windows clean, dust-free, increases 
your Windows performance. As long as it's it has the low E glass yeah, to okay. it. Yeah, okay. All right. Then, if it's just clear glass, I think keeping them very dirty would probably be more energy efficient. I'm, I'm pretty certain with that. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, we were talking a little bit about the different types of glass, and actually for a project you're doing for us that's critical for sound isolation, uh, the new developments that have been coming out to make windows quieter mm -hmm. on the inside. Yep. To uh, me, that trumps energy efficiency. Well, <laughs> depends if you can if you can tan behind your window and, uh, and hear the car drive by. I don't know. Those are both bad, really bad. Yeah, the um, the sound deadening glass. It's uh, rated. It's an STC rating. So the higher the STC, the more sound deadening your glass is. There are some pieces of glass or some windows out there that that, that have the same sound deadening capability as a four inch thick slab of concrete. Is it wow. that incredible? It's it's impressive. That's impressive. Now, those are very thick, though. They're a seven-inch overall frame depth. And when you open that window, you have to open it twice. So they don't work for most homes. So but there you... is definitely the most bang for your buck. And the most bang for your buck is an offset glass. An offset glass is still just a double-pane window. Your outer piece or your inner piece is thicker than the other one. And that will give you an additional, I believe it's five points on the STC rating. It knocks the sound wave down. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well, sound isolation is just one consideration when you're considering that glazing package. Of course, the energy efficiency is another. And a big part of that criteria will be how much light are you going to reflect one mm -hmm. uh, or allow through. At what point of eliminating light do you start picking it up with the naked eye inside the house? Well, going with technology's best without pushing the envelope, I've never heard a negative comment about it. I've only heard it's a soft filtered light. And I do believe that's because that glass blocks out 95% of the UV. So that's probably where they're getting the soft filtered light from. Anything above that is going to be blocking out a considerable amount of light. Visible it's light. Visible light. Now, it's really up to each homeowner. Some people say, I am fine with my house looking like it's wearing sunglasses. Some other people say, <laughs> I don't want to see not even a greenish hue to my glass from the outside looking in. So everyone's different, and we, we really take into consideration every homeowner's needs and wants, and then detail that window, that specific product and or brand to that homeowner. There was a low-E window particularly that we liked for a long time um, that would reflect whichever side the light was coming from. Um, so it made it interesting in the evening. How, how old was this? Uh, old. It was old? Oh, this, no. was, this was 70s, late, oh, okay. late 70s, <laughs> early 80s. Um, walking the neighborhood by this house that it, these windows installed, um, if you were inside with the light on, you were looking at yourself. So you thought you had privacy. Uh-huh. <laughs> but from everybody walking on the street, you were on display. Like a fishbowl. Exactly like a fishbowl. Yeah. I, I can only assume what that was. <laughs> I have no clue. It, maybe it, it was a two-way mirror. It, it, it <laughs> almost was. I mean, it was reflecting light, whichever side the light was coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, we thought it was one of the more innovative heat-reducing uh, pieces of glass we'd ever dealt with. But we did have to put shutters across every. Oh, I bet. And maybe foam boards <laughs> up in the windows. 
So before the low E came out, there was that uh, bronze glass. And the yes. bronze glass was the late, uh, let's see, early 90s to late to mid 90s is the bronze glass. And that blocked out, I think it's like 15% more light than the standard low E today. And it only blocked out about 30% of the heat versus what t- today's windows can do. Now, Romy introduced me to a new problem with someone that installed artificial turf, the synthetic grass, Mm -hmm. and the reflectivity of the window melted their lawn. Yep, absolutely. So I believe every- that's hot. It it does. It reflects it. And if you have, you know, let's say like a bay or a bow and you're, you know, concaving that reflectiveness to one spot, it definitely can get a lot more troublesome, that's for sure. But everybody is told from the- the grass companies that they do need to cover their their um, their windows with a sunscreen. Now, <clears throat> let's talk about that real quick. Okay. Because if most people would just glue or they'll put the tabs right into the window and put and put that sunscreen directly on the face of that window frame. What you really need to do is let that screen breathe. Amen. So that screen needs to be about an inch short from the overall height. And if it can sit off of the window frame by an inch, that would be fantastic. So now that heat that is trapped between the outer piece of glass and the screen can go up and out. Now you're not going to void the warranty of your window. You're not going to overheat and break your glass. I've seen it all happen. Uh, And one other thing is that your clips cannot be screwed directly into the face of your window frame. They do need to be screwed into your home. Yeah. So a shade screen... Bigger than your window, anchored to your home, not the window frame, held off the window by a half to one inch. A half inch is is sufficient enough. Yep. Yep. And then it needs to be short in height so that air, that hot air that goes up, can definitely make its way out. As soon as you secure the sunscreen so tight to the window that the screen's touching the glass, you've eliminated all benefit of the sunscreen. The heat conductivity now is overreacting the shade coefficient of the sunscreen. You're definitely hindering yourself, that's for sure. It's, I don't know if it's taken away everything, but it's you're not in a good spot by doing that. Boy, the tests I've seen are, it, you're not in a good spot, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't see sunscreens installed correctly on 95% of the sunscreens I see installed. Most of the time. You, yep. re, you recently had to help me out on a house in, in Ahwatukee. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> yes. Thank you It was for that. my pleasure to be able to properly get them taken care of. And what did we find out on that? Actually, whoever painted the house re-secured the frames wrong, and they, they, couldn't, they couldn't decide why the windows wouldn't slide open? There was a few things wrong with what was going on with their windows. And you brought me out there really for the window leak, right? That, right. That's right. And, and then the homeowner starts pointing out, well, their windows are stuck. And once I started investigating it, they had their painter remove their sunscreens. I believe the painter got new screws for the sunscreens and screwed them back on. Well, in the interlocking bar, that's that vertical bar in the center of an operating window, the one that goes up and down, that's where the tabs were screwed to. They screwed their window shut, basically. Oh, no. So once I removed those (laughs) screws, the window operated just fine. And then I was able to point out what their issues were. Well, I appreciate your help on that one because we were looking for a leak in a very, very peculiar uh, location. I never did figure out 
where that leak was coming from. I've got them all taken care of. I know you of. do. They're probably listening right now. I, I know you do. Thank you very much for that. So we've talked about the whole opening and all the components that make the opening of a window. We've talked about the frame and the trend that we see right now. The I, I want to call it an overwhelming trend. And anytime I see an overwhelming trend, you're going to be able to date everything to, yep. to this era. I it, agree. You know, it, so we're there, and it's black window frames. Absolutely. I, I see it on on over half of every home being built or remodeled right now. So that's the frame. Then we've talked about the different types of glass. Now, on an operable window, the other most critical component is the weather sealing and the weather stripping. Yes, I do agree. Now, we're going to get in a little bit above what my testing is and knowledge is on the weather stripping. I can tell you what I have seen break down and what has last, but for the most part, I wouldn't be too worried about what kind of weather stripping is in a window. I've been in this industry for 20 years and the new windows today, I don't see the weather stripping uh, breakdown. Awesome. Yeah. Almost like little mohair strips in a, in a lot of them. The factories call it mohair. Okay. Yeah. That's what it's called. And those are actually, they are replaceable, but it take it, it takes a little bit of a trick to do that, doesn't it? They, they crimp them in there on the edges? Yes, I can see that. Yeah, they're, they're slid in uh, when it's like the poltrusion or, yeah. or whatever it may be. They're definitely slid in there. I wouldn't leave that to the standard uh, weekend warrior to do it, okay. possibly. Um, if they're looking at a bad weather seal, then they're probably looking at a bad window. Most likely that's an aluminum single pane window that's 40 years old. That's a, that's a really good guesstimate of mine. It's outlived its life expectancy anyway. I would not even worry Swap about- Swap it, yeah, the whole I, window. Yes, you changing out that weather stripping isn't doing you a bit of good. You, you, you can either uh, mount foam boards on the inside of the window with aluminum foil mm -hmm. and duct tape the window closed. <laughs> I've, I've, or you can replace the window. I've pulled off a couple of those just to measure an opening for a homeowner. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So what are the things you use? What criteria do you use to set a homeowner up in the right window? What are the line of questioning you take a homeowner through? Well, in order, I always ask for color first. That will dictate what they're looking for. Okay. From there, I ask if they like the larger frames or the smaller frames. And that starts putting you in a direction of certain products. Go ahead. Does anyone like the larger frame? Yeah. They do? Yeah, they do. Seriously? Mm -hmm. Most people that come from California are very, very frame, much used to it. The, the frame over and, and they, <laughs> okay. they, they like it. But okay. some people, I would say, uh, I don't even want to throw a percentage okay. on it. All right. Everyone likes something different. So okay. our strategy is to figure out, out what you what's going to make you happy the most and then say okay this product's going to offer all or all but this thing like you know so we figure it out okay so some will take the heavier frame mm -hmm. the frame dimension is it critical the colors dimension important do you vary the glass option as you go from south or west exposed to north under patio cover or do you just wrap the whole house in the same glass package 
It really depends on the homeowner. So sometimes homeowners say, oh, I have a, a covered patio right here. I don't need low E on it because the sun doesn't hit this glass. That's actually not true. I know it. So the NFRC numbers that were given from the government are all taken in the shade. So when it says that your single pane window is blocking out 12% of the heat and your three coats low E with argon is blocking out 80% of the heat, that is taken in the shade. That's so, ambient heat. Yeah. So, you know, when it's dark yeah. out and it's 100 degrees in Arizona. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. But to answer your question, we just had a phone call from Pella about an order that we turned in. They said, well, sir, you had two coats low E on these windows. You had one coat low E on these windows. Are you sure you did this? And that was very specific to what the homeowner wanted. She wanted a the most visibly see-through glass, but yet being a little bit energy efficient for whichever window it was, other than the rest of them, she wanted it to be a two coat low E versus a three. So we really do figure out what's gonna make the homeowner the happiest and design the actual window um, design for them. Very good. Here was Sal Sacato of Dunright Windows, talking windows at your house, home, castle, or cabin. We'll be right back. Come to my window. Crawl inside. That's nice. Now, who's that? Melissa Etheridge. I like that song. You know, I'm going to the first live concert I've been to in probably 15 years. Who you got? Celebrity Theater has Marshall Tucker. Oh, 50th anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. I got to go see Marshall Tucker. That's going to be fun. We're here this morning talking windows, winders, with Sal from Dunright. And again, Sal, thanks for taking time out of your family weekend. We're used to it, but when we get, when we have guests in here, they're always having to get family permission. Tell your family we appreciate it. I can't talk windows without talking about we've we've talked about the number one trend in windows is the black frame, but the number one type of window we're being requested to quote right now is Rosie. I want to take this ranch style home. And you see that six-foot or eight-foot patio sliding door that's on the back wall to the patio? I want to take that to 16 feet, 22 feet, 24 feet. I want to open the whole back of the house up to a disappearing glass wall. And they want to do it right up until the point I give them the price. And I am not winning any popularity contests on that one. But it is the most, it is the most frequently requested door and window project we're getting at Rosie Wright Remodeling right now. I can see it. Absolutely. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I, I call you every time Every time when they call us. We do a lot of them now. Oh, uh, man. Compared to what we were doing three years ago on the big multi-slides. Yeah. So in the big multi-slides, there's a lot of things to take into consideration. Once you get into a big panel, let's say it's a four-foot by an eight-foot door, I really want you to be into a commercial product, which is going to have a three-inch stainless steel roller. That's what's going to make the door operate like it's cutting through butter. If you're in anything residential, how, how, what is a what is a four by eight panel weigh? That's going to be north of two hundred pounds, isn't it? I actually just unloaded one off the truck, and it was two hundred and seventy-two pounds. Just the piece of glass. Oh man, was two seventy-two. Yeah. yeah, it makes you a little shorter. I used to be as tall as my wife. <laughs> makes your arms like you're not shorter. She your tells, arms are longer. Uh, I'm shorter. I am shorter. Yes. 
So anyways, um, there's a lot of things to take into consideration. And one of the biggest things is flow. So you need to look at where you're going to, how you're going to operate the door. Traffic flow. Traffic flow. Okay. If this is going to be your everyday door to the backyard, so then you want it to be the main operator close to your kitchen or close to where your barbecue is, right? Yeah, Or if your house is, or your family room, whatever room it is, laid out to where a center operating door might be best, then you would have two fixed outer panels. Um, So once you look at flow, then you look at size. Once you look at size, then you look at how many panels. Now, the more panels, the better, I guess. You can have more operating panels. However, a negative aspect is each panel can be anywhere from one and three quarters of an inch to two and a quarter inch track thickness, which means if you had a four panel door, that's nine inches deep. If your house is only a two-by-four house, now you're <laughs> looking at where you're going to put it, right? <laughs> yeah. So now you put a pop-out on the exterior or something to make that door frame look okay or look good. Um, but that is definitely something to, to take into consideration. Now, I usually stop the conversation when I start talking to him about the sheer strength of the house, the engineering we're going to have to do, the load-bearing footings we're going to have to install, the new Uh, pillar post concentrated load points we're gonna have to do on either end and the the one the the issue that stops it more than any is do you want it screened Mm -hmm. yeah on the (laughs) multi-slide doors so and oh are you okay with scorpions being able to crawl in (laughs) or flies fly in snakes and o is a fixed panel and x is an operating panel it's always viewed from the outside looking in if you have an OXXO door, some of your commercial products does yeah. offer a screen. Yes, they do. But yeah. once you get into an XXXO, they are all sliding. Then they don't, but except yeah. for the last one, yeah. right, being fixed. Yeah. If it were a pocket, then it'd be an XXXP. So then it would hide into the wall. But then they don't come with a screen. So there are a couple aftermarket options. And what I usually suggest is when people are doing this, they're looking for the true outdoor indoor feeling. That's right. Right? And they they want to have that feeling. So if you usually have columns that are 10 feet out, 15 feet out with a covered overhang from that door, then I suggest always putting that screen on those columns and drop it down. Excellent call. Right? Then you have a true indoor outdoor feeling. You get to open up that door drop those screens yes you have whatever was stuck out there in that area may come in so you just want to you know search the area but then it's it's designed very well Sal, we've been talking the whole hour about windows i i haven't even given you the chance to tell people how to get a hold of you yes absolutely <laughs> do you want people to get old we you? we do we love Man, customers I, I got carried away we I love apologize. customers <laughs> done right windows and doors 602-456-2227 or you can log on at azwindowreplacement.com and you can also find them under windows at rosieonthehouse.com i actually <laughs> li- love how you say winders you like so i don't think you should change it okay um good enough the authority <laughs> on windows has spoken I can go back the way I always used to say it. I always get teased by saying Wednesday, so don't feel bad. Well, I see why. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Y'all stay tuned for the next hour. (laughs) 